0: hey girls maria Menunos here author of the every girl's guide to life want to know my best tips and secrets for organization travel weight loss beauty fashion and everything else in between go to bing.com slash maria and pick up my new book the every girl's guide to life
1: On the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for 16 and Pregnant. Tonight's host is Mari Fagel. Joining Mari will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Isabel Mora, Courtney Stewart, and Ed Bowling. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest 16 and Pregnant news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues... Mari Fagel!
2: Hi everyone, welcome to After Buzz. Tonight we'll be breaking down 16 and Pregnant Season 3, Episode 1 with Jordan. So uh, let's get right into it. First I just want to talk about the girl featured in the episode, Jordan. She is a twin. Her sister's name is Jessica. Just- they were models. They live with their grandmother. So let's discuss. What do you think of the girl featured in tonight's episode? Last night it was definitely I a, it was diff-
0: a, go ahead. a great story with a sibling and getting to see how the sibling is affected by the change in the sister's life already, even though I felt like um, their relationship was kind of interesting, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But I thought it was really cool that we got to see it from this twin's perspective and actually seeing a guy, too, that seemed like he was kind of stepping up to the plate, which is... Been a problem a lot of times on 16 and Pregnant and Team Mom.
3: Oh, by the trying, way, I'm going to oh, I'm gonna step Sorry. in just real quick. Uh, this is Phil from the booth. I'm engineering tonight instead of DJ Jesse because he's getting ring for his real world. Mari, give us a nice, smooth us into it. Don't just get right into it. Welcome. This is our first sixteen and pregnant episode. <laughs> We're we've so got
4: excited.
3: Yes, we've got a. Uh, we've got you hosting from New York. We've got people in the studio. We've got Courtney elsewhere. I mean, this is big stuff. This is the first show we've hosted like across the nation. Really. Not only that, you know, we want to say thank you to Maria, whose book is killing it. Come on, Mari. <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I dropped the ball. I just have been so excited because I've been talking about doing 16 and Pregnant for months, and I've been waiting for the news season to premiere. It's finally here, and I wanted to discuss it, so I got so excited I forgot to introduce everyone and and discuss Maria's book, which I one of her tips I'm going to be talking about tonight when we break down the episode, there's something in her book that I think totally speaks to an issue that was in tonight's episode.
4: Oh, awesome.
3: There we go. All right. Now, thank you for slowing it down. We're run out, We're now ready to take in the episode.
2: <laughs> Great. Okay. So to get us back on track, so what did you guys think about the fact that it was two that it was two sisters tonight that um, that they were both models before, and then they decided to get their GEDs, and then she met Brian and she lives with her grandpa. Just, just, just the choice of the girl. Is, is different, so I just wanted to ask you guys about
5: that and what you thought. Well, it, it seemed like the, the choice that was made early on, right, which was to, even though she was on the pill to have, have sex and get pregnant, that was really choice that led everything because she said the only reason that Jessica also decided to get her D- GED was because she had to because she was no longer going to be able to travel and be, you know, a model. She said, and Jessica started the GED program because we do everything together. So it's like when one life changed, the other one also changed dramatically.
2: And I think that's why it's important to show twins, because now we're seeing the perspective of not just how it impacts one person's life, but how it impacted the sisters. And, you know, my my siblings are five and ten years older than me, so I can't really relate. Maybe you guys can, but I kind of felt like Jessica was, so dependent upon her sister. Like, I mean, I guess the whole modeling thing, they did it as a duo, but she could keep doing it. She didn't need to stop her life just because her sister made this choice. But um, I also think yeah. we don't
4: usually see twins that are not that close. Like, this was... A set of twins and it's so typical of twins to be so into each other and you know, you're so used to growing up with them. So even though I don't have a twin, I can totally relate to it. It was just kinda like, okay, I have brothers that are close to my age and we're very close. Now imagine being born at the same time, being fit at the same time. You know, it's like you share everything. The same clothing, the same shoes, everything. So I think a lot of times that's what twins get to you know, grow up with and try to fight once they decide to go to different colleges or decide to marry, you know, get married or start a relationship because it's hard to, like, go of each other. It's like breaking up with someone and it's, like, their longest relationship.
5: Yeah, yeah, it was a relationship.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree because the twin situation is always a special relationship. I know twins that would, like, when they didn't get accepted into the same college, it was, like, devastating because they would have to go to separate colleges even though they were in the same city. So I would imagine at that age and at the point where they were possibly going to be traveling the world together or trying to be pursue a career together for this to happen and how that would be devastating and not really know what you're going to do with yourself when you've been so much, so much of what you are is also what your sister is. Right. So I, it was really, really, really fascinating to kind of watch that dynamic happen over this episode.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely fascinating the different dynamics. I'm just kind of of the perspective that that Jessica shouldn't be so dependent upon her sister and maybe the fact that this happened is a good thing so that they will eventually you know separate and lead separate lives because I just think it's unhealthy when they're so dependent I know I know different sets of twins. I know um, my boyfriend's college roommates were two twins. They went to college together. They lived next door to each other all four years of college, were completely dependent upon each other. One would always tell the other one to do their homework, things like that. And then I know other sets of twins that went to two different went to two different schools in two different parts of the nation, and kind of led their own lives and. If you met them, you, you would never know that they were a twin, but you know, until you got to know them a little
5: bit better. And I just think that's a little bit healthier. So, oh, okay, that's what uh, your, your last comment there is what I was going to ask you about. So you think that what you saw there, sort of the codependency or the dependency on each other with twins all the way through college and adulthood, you feel like that's a bad thing?
2: Yeah, I think it's a little unhealthy because it kind of stunts your growth and when you're depending upon someone else so much. I mean, I do feel for Jessica in this episode. It is a lot for her, but she was a little too dependent upon her sister and kind of making it about her.
5: You know what? Good point, because I don't feel so much for Jessica as much as I feel for Jordan, because Jessica, yeah. it, it's almost as if she is being a little self-centered, right? You know, because really Jordan is the one that has... A baby in her belly that's sharing her, you know, depending on her. She's got this guy who is dependent on her. She's got her sister who's dependent on her. And then she's got her her grandmother, you know, uh, which is the sort of the surrogate mother that's being sort of, I don't know, a little bit too hard. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But Jordan is really the one that has all the pressure on her and all the people that are not focused on her. And as far as I'm concerned regarding the twin portion, when you're dealing with twins, and this is, this is how I would differ from you, Mari, all bets are off there is something call it magical call it spiritual or whatever i have seen amazing thing hap- amazing things happen with twins where one can f- sense what the other one is experiencing a city away or a state away or a country away and so yeah i think it is there's something intangible that we don't understand that's happening. It's being infringed upon, and that's why Jessica's upset. Even though you know yeah. it does look like it's a little selfish.
4: It is. It's a little. Totally uh, yeah, it's a little selfish. But we also have to remember these are 16-year-old girls, and I think Thank we yeah, all were too. going. We that all too. when we yeah. were 16, we all were going through so many emotions, so many you know changes in our lives. And then she. So we can't just dismiss Jessica's feelings and call her selfish. Um. Yeah, she's not the one that's pregnant, but I do not think um, she's being selfish on purpose. Hello, she's a teenager. They're both teenagers. No, no and, she and, needs to step out can't... of
5: herself and realize her sister is having okay, a baby at sixteen. Okay, so
4: let me understand. My sister's ha- my sister's having a baby at sixteen. Okay, I get it. It's not something you can relate. I don't think she can relate to it. I think that's why oh, agreed, she's still agreed. in shock. Yeah, she's in those young nine in months, shock, yes. it's not. Oh you know nine months is not long enough for her to accept it and you know it's too much all at once nine (laughs)
2: months is not long enough for jordan who actually is pregnant to accept it that was my issue is just making that hurt jordan is going through so many changes and it's the one who's pregnant and it's the one who's going to have to bring another life into this world and take care of it and i just felt like jordan even said in the episode the focus is on my baby it's not on you
0: Well, I kind of feel like that's sort of the point of the episode. I mean, we only get this short snapshot of the nine months while she's having the baby and the few weeks after she actually has it. Like, all of it (laughs) takes time. Everybody has to adjust. And I think that was just the process of them adjusting. I don't necessarily think that her sister will continue on being this, like, oh, I'm so mad that we're not like we used to be. I think it takes time. And she was going through the motions, and she's allowed to feel the emotions and feel the changes and get frustrated and be upset, and yes, it sucked that she was, like, on her sister all the time time. Like, I want you to be here for me and I want to be in the birthing room and I want to do this. But I think it's a natural and fair reaction to the situation they were in. And they just both have to learn how to sort of make their way through this mess that is going on.
5: Yeah. Isn't it interesting that they have all of the same natural and fair reactions as an adult, a, a person of any age, but because they're so young, they don't have the wisdom and experience to deal with those feelings exactly. that come up. It exactly, exactly. The whole episode, I'm watching it, I'm going, you know, not only is it sort of a, you know, a, a, a tragedy that they have to deal with all this stuff at such, such a young age, but at such a young age, they don't have the tools they need and to, to no. properly deal with. I mean, the guy should, if it was me, I would know now at my age, you have got to let the sister and anybody <laughs> anybody that this pregnant girl wants in the room can come in the room. Dude, exactly. For, it's they, like. Yeah, if so you
0: want
2: to be a private <laughs> uh, Let's talk about the guy who brought the wedging between the sisters, Brian. And we'll get into the debate of whether she should have been in the birth room or not. But um, uh. let's talk about Brian. They met at a sports game. They got together. She was on birth control at the time, and she claimed that she hadn't been on it long enough Mm -hmm. uh, for it to kick in, and that's why she got pregnant. So let's talk about him, and let's talk about that situation.
5: Wow. Well, anyone?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So much to say. I actually looked—I was, like, curious after so— with with her explaining that she wasn't on birth control long enough for it to kick in, I know there can be issues with birth control when, like, um, it takes 30 minutes to get through your system, and if you, uh, like, throw up or something like that, then it could get out of your system. But I don't, I don't I didn't really understand her explanation.
0: Well, technically, but, when you first start it, you're supposed to give yourself 30 days.
2: Really? Yes, 30
0: days. You're, I mean, technically, they claim it should be effective immediately, but safely... You should days. be using something else for the first 30
5: days. But we didn't hear any detail on that, how long no. she waited, right? She just said, I didn't wait long enough. Yeah. Right. She
2: yeah. said it wasn't. I hadn't kicked it. We'll see. And their, their MTV is teaching us something, so we'll talk about their <laughs> educational purposes later, but at least right. they taught us that. But um, Okay. Yeah, so what do you guys think of Brian?
5: Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of insight uh, on, onto Brian. and the thing is he's young now I actually I got married when I was very young no listen Isabel. you guys may, you can't see her she's giving me funny faces that's okay I'm still gonna say what I have to say so uh, when I went to I think it was Macy's with uh, my fiance when I was young I was 21 getting married Macy's listen this is a, this is a, actually relevant listen uh, we went to pick the plates, right? That we were going to choose to have in the house, and oh, and she, she she picked some plates that, uh, I, if I remember right, they looked like I, what I can only call as china. Like they had blue stencil and they had little flowers and stuff. And I got to tell you, at 21 years old, I looked at those plates and I said, no way. And I was upset, and we had a big old argument in Macy's, and I said I refused to eat off of those plates, and <laughs> and so I did mature. eat off of them, okay? yeah, but here's my point. Later I realized, you know, I don't care what the plate looks like I'm eating off of. I'll eat off of Mickey Mouse plates. I have no care at all. It was dumb and incorrect for me to argue with that. It was something that was important to her on a scale of one to ten. It was like in the top you know above five. For me it was a one. I didn't care. I was just silly and immature. And for this this young Brian guy to be saying like it matters who how we're we gonna bond in the birthing room if your sister's in there. What? what dude this is he has no idea that yo if the pregnant lady wants something give it to her okay and this and she's young you know so anyway my point to to say is that brian my insight to brian is that he is so young that we can probably expect him to make lots and lots of mistakes to have very poor instincts and we can only we can only say you know what that's what he's doing because of his age but like courtney said in the beginning he appears to be the exception to the rule of young guys. He is trying to step up. Wow, he moved into the family. That's got to be hard for him. You know, we could talk about all the challenges he's going to have, but there's, there's my insight to Brian. He's young. Yeah,
2: so, Isabel, you <laughs> were saying uh, when we were talking mm-hmm. earlier, who did you compare um, Who did you compare Brian with? Yeah, I, I, like I, to I compare compared
4: them. Brian with Corey Sims from um, Teen Mom, too. I, I think I, there were season Two, I believe, for I'm um, 16 and pregnant. Um, and it was Corey. I compared him with him. When I saw Brian, I'm like, oh, here we have another Corey, very nice, you know, in love, willing to go do what he has to do. Um, I think there was only one time during the episode that I was kind of annoyed with him, and that was just because. Um, I remember Jordan was sitting in bed trying to burp the baby. It's like three in the morning and he's like, oh, can you stop moving the bed? I just wanted to crawl inside and like punch <laughs> him like you're the one that's asleep and she's sitting <laughs> up with the baby. So shut up. And I think I, maybe I felt it because I was a mom and, you know, to a newborn. So I've been there where you're just so tired and you're looking at your partner who's like asleep, enjoying sleep. And if you move the bed, they make a comment, you know, Um so that was the only time that he annoyed me, but other than that, I thought he was one of the rare um, mm. 16-year-olds we've seen on this um, show.
5: Yeah, got to give him points for trying, right?
4: Yeah, he he definitely was trying hard.
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, a few good points in my book. I thought he was a
0: really nice guy. He was. And he, he seemed like he really loved her and was concerned about her and was sincere.
5: Can you so. can you can you ladies uh, can maybe give me an idea of because it makes no sense to me why he would argue about, you know, other than the fact that he's young. Do you, do you, from a woman's perspective, is there something that he was trying to accomplish when he's like, trying? is he trying to take control? Is he trying to be a man, you know, yeah. in any way he can? What's I, going I, on?
4: I really didn't understand that. Um, maybe that was his way of trying to take the lead. I felt like they had a scoreboard. Let's see who's closer to Jordan mm-hmm. now. And Ooh. he was trying to take a lead like, I'm going to be the only one in there. And that's it. And that's the oh. first time I can actually say I was the only one in there. You I know,
0: agree. And-
4: yeah, go ahead, Courtney. <laughs>
0: I think, that he, I think that the conflict with the sister is definitely like a game of one-up. Let me see if I can up her. Let me see if I can up her. Wow,
5: that's And a I
0: good think point. he doesn't like that they are as close as they are because he feels insecure about his place. So anytime he can pull the card, like, I'm dad, and I can do this, I feel like that's what he was trying to put her in her place for that time. Right.
4: I
5: I was just so shocked when he was talking to her, and I think they were on the bottom of a bunk bed, if I remember right, and he was saying, uh, you know, your sister's just around all the time. How can I get close to you with your sister around all the time? And I'm thinking... Man, this, you know, your pregnant girlfriend at 16, she's looking, she, right now you're, she's in tears. She's welling up with tears and you're talking about something that you want. And I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, if my pregnant 16 year old girlfriend was welling up with tears, I would be like, yeah. what do you need? And, me? and
4: I mean, thinking back to the delivery room, it, it's it really a moment where you can bond with someone? I exactly. mean, <laughs> when I, I, I mean, most of <laughs> you guys don't oh, know, yeah. but when I gave birth, <laughs> I asked Courtney to go in there with me. I wanted Courtney in there. I did not need to bond with my, I bonded enough. We made a baby. I was like, <laughs> like Courtney, can you please be in there so I can, I know you're not going to annoy me during this. You're not going to be like, sweetie, are you fine? You know, like really, I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need that kind of bonding. So I begged Corny, please go in there with me. So
5: did you? Did you guys notice his face when she was giving birth? And... Yeah,
4: he was so grossed out. Well, he was. It, well, I don't he know was, if it was grossed out, but shocked. That yes. was a
5: face of being in shock. He had lost color in his face. There was a blank expression. <laughs> he's too young to handle that thing. I mean, he's there, right there. He's too got the young. full view. He's standing I would have been there. too young. Yeah, he was completely this silent. Thing is,
2: see, I have two different perspectives on on this. One is. In that room, not only is the grandma was there, a, right A, B, there's MTV cameras there. Yeah. So how much could he really be bonding with Jordan and just have an intimate moment between the two of them when there's MTV cameras rolling? Yeah, well, so don't forget the studio yeah, really
5: the, the studio quality lighting that was necessary to make that <laughs> shot happen as well, right? Because uh, when, when my sons were born, it was a, a dimly lit room. But know. they had all of the oh, lights. Where were you?
4: I know. I'm like, where were you? when we <laughs> where when, when Courtney and I where we were. <laughs> when Courtney and I were delivering, it was like, Oh my gosh, can it you see bright? everything, Courtney? Yes. It was oh, no. Very everything. no,
5: they're supposed to dim the lights so when the baby comes into well, the world know. it's like I a gentle. A C- I had a C
4: section, well, so that was traumatizing enough. <laughs> they pull the baby with pliers and everything like, get out.
5: Oh my goodness. It was
2: fascinating.
5: Okay, well I I I, but, I thought
2: I am gonna play devil's advocate here and I'm gonna take Brian's side Uh-oh. to his side in that he feels uncomfortable when when Jessica's around and he wanted a bonding moment. And this is when I'm going to point out something from Maria's Every Girl's Guide to Life when I was Uh-oh. reading it. In her, what, in what? her love section, <laughs> and she was talking about relationships, she said, your new family takes priority over your old family, no matter what.
5: Your Ooh, new family she said, is what leave matters. and please. When there's
2: controversy, the new family takes priority. And you know what? That means that Brian and Jordan and their new family takes priority over the old family of Jessica. So that I'm sorry, that's, that's, only, the yes, me, wait that's only the case? Yes, wait To me, that's only the
0: case? That's only the case if you are grown up, you live on your own, and you are Thank making a you. right. family together. And chose right. it. They have to live it. in the house with the grandma. They have to live in the house with the sister. And all of their lives have to be affected because of what those two people did together. Okay, yes. yeah. So-
5: Mar- Mari, if you're not on Manhattan Island, you're on an island on this show. You're all by yourself on that one. We just want to tell you.
2: <laughs> well, I'm I so double
0: That's I think okay. I a fair yeah, well, concept, yeah. but I think it doesn't apply in this situation.
5: Yeah, it's, yeah, oh my goodness. The choices, it's really important to recognize, uh, you know, they made choices, but they didn't know. She thought she was on birth control. What? Well, how did, did she explain why she knows now? Oh, well, the reason why I got pregnant is because I didn't wait enough time. Well, if you knew that, why didn't you wait?
2: Because she took a chance. She's like, oh, it's not going to happen. I'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> and so now, so let's talk about the actual labor, not, not in too many details to to spare Ed and and some of our listeners, but <laughs> sometimes on the show they make it seem like some of the, the labors are like so seamless that it's like oh well that didn't seem that bad. And then sometimes they scare the shit out of me. And tonight <laughs> tonight was one of the or, uh, the episode with Jordan was one of those. I just kind she was like seemed like she was in a lot of pain and was crying a lot. So I wanted to get your perspective on it.
5: Okay, my qu- first question is did she have an epidural? I don't remember if we showed that or they, they didn't saw...
2: show one. They didn't show it. They, yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, and they...
5: obviously she did she, the whole time when they and they showed the hours underneath, you know, like 7 hours in labor, blah blah blah. And uh and she did appear to be in pain, and I know that a girl a woman who's had an epidural doesn't have pain. She still struggles to push, but, but there's not really not... that sort of pain. Right. So, yeah. I guess we can assume that she didn't have one, right? And um Well, that's really my question. As far as the birth goes, I'll leave that to the ladies. Go ahead.
0: Well, I can't
4: even. Well,
5: I've
0: only heard (laughs) (laughs) because I have not pushed one out myself. (laughs) That makes two of us, Courtney. (laughs) But, yeah, I've seen one pulled out of someone. (laughs) Oh, man. But I've heard that when you're younger, unless there's complications, especially that young, Unless there's complications or you're smaller, they do tend to have... They tend to dilate faster, and apparently they tend to have smoother
2: births.
5: Oh, young, young women.
2: Yes. Yes, young yes. women. Yes. Oh. Yes. Well, I Some of the episodes, they just seem so seamless. And then I'm going to bring up another labor that I saw, and it's not on 16th, but it just seems so, like, seamless. Did you guys see when Courtney uh, Kardashian yes. gave birth? she and pulled she, her like, own baby. like, literally, pulled the baby out of herself, like, by herself with her hand. It was, like... It she seemed did. like yeah. nothing. What? But that's also
4: I remember. Mean, she also... She had an epidural. She had drugs, yeah. She yeah. had an epidural. She had... I mean, her money could probably buy two epidurals. Like, she probably wait, could wait have requested... What, she what, had an epidural. What was
5: she doing pulling her own baby out? She was
4: so calm. I mean, it was... It was like nothing. It was like she was going out shopping for a baby, and she just picked out her own baby. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: that's why uh. I think every once in a while it's good to show tough pregnancy, tough labors like this to... Yeah. Educate girls. Well, I think the labor is the easiest part of the
4: whole thing. It's once you have the baby, like that's enough for me.
5: Look, look, it's talking from the C-section have, girl.
4: I don't. I, that's what I'm saying. I think labor is. I mean, I'm just talking. If we're talking about steps, it's once the newborn is in your home and you're up every freaking two hours, every two hours, no matter what. It's like. Your alarm clock every two hours. Oh well,
5: yeah, that is the one thing you give up. No one told yes. me when I was before I, I had children yeah. that the one thing you really have to give up is sleep. I yeah. didn't. I no didn't know that until after. You. Yeah, no one told not me. Not that.
4: even your
2: parents. They're like, yeah. oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about once they actually brought Noah home and how the show showed his acid reflux and him constantly crying and them constantly being up? How do you think the the portrayal of those first couple weeks was? You know, that's
4: another difference in this um, episode. I don't think we've seen a baby that cried that much. I mean, I was watching this and I'm like, at some point before they even mentioned it, I'm like, is this normal? He's crying all. The time. Did,
5: I don't remember. Did they mention the possibility of colic? I mean, I don't remember. Oh, I'm sure
2: that comes with the acid reflux. Really? She said at the end. She said he has acid reflux and he's a constantly colicky baby. Yeah. Oh, so okay. It was like both. Yeah, so, sort
5: of one causes the other, right, I guess. It's like
0: you don't.
2: Yeah. It was horrible.
5: Well, it
0: was horrible. Maybe never want any. I know.
5: Well, yeah, the, the idea, like she listen, got the
0: broken baby.
4: you know, like
5: I said, no one told me that I was going to give up sleep. Right. And so then once you realize it, then what is it that makes a person able to recognize, OK, I'm going to have to give up sleep in order to take care of my child? It's it's maturity. It's experience that enables you to make that decision. And these wait, guys don't have it. Wait, I'm sorry. No. Remember the part. Recognize? You, yeah. Remember the part, Isabel, when you're talking about Brian saying, can you stop shaking the bed or, you know, that's he's saying that as a result of immaturity. No,
4: I don't think so. Well, yeah, I, I don't think, think so. I don't yes. think so. I don't think so. I am 27 years old, and I still say it. And my son is two. What do you mean you still you, say you, it? No, that has not. I don't think that has anything to do with age. That's just she part her of her partner said it. Yeah, that's just 26. part of having a baby. Like you are never mentally or mature enough to deal with all the troubles of dealing with a newborn, and you know maybe you. You plan it, and you accept it, and you know what's... No, no, I can't even say that. No, I take no,
5: that no. Back. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, well, we disagree, because I think that a man who recognizes what's happening, and, and, and he can do so only based on his age and wisdom and experience, and he knows not to say that. That is a very insensitive thing to say to a woman who's waking up, taking care of the child. Exactly what you said. Remember, he was sleeping, and she wasn't. <clears throat> he shouldn't have said that. He should, you know what he should have said instead? Is there something I can do to help? That's what he should have said. That would have been sensitive. That would have been mature and, and a, a wise thing to say. But no, the, he can't. He's young. He, he, he gets the feeling first. And he, does, he hasn't experienced it yet, so he doesn't know what to say. So he says what he feels.
2: No. And then Jordan also is not, not only dealing with Brian when she's taking care of the baby, but also, again, with her sister Jessica. We saw the fight when jessica wanted to um i think it was put a diaper on the baby and jordan said no i need to learn how to do it myself and like figure out how to do it on my own and jessica got very upset and said you don't need me anymore you don't need my help so so what did you guys think of that
4: oh i thought i thought um jordan was just um didn't want jessica to change the diaper because her hands were too cold so she was just i mean i don't know i i don't know if she was, if she meant that, you know, no, your hands are too cold. I don't want you to touch the baby. Or if she really just didn't want Jessica to change the diaper because she didn't trust her. You know, once you have a baby, it's kind of like the people you trust the most, you stop trusting because you're Mm. so used to taking care of that baby. Mm. So I'm not sure if um, she really didn't want Jessica to learn or if it was really because her hands were too cold.
5: Mm. Courtney, what do you think about that one?
0: I mean, I just think she was, it was sort of in the moment and... She's tired and trying yeah. to do this, and it's like, oh, your hands are freezing. I don't feel like you got to try to warm up your hands. Yeah, I just like, I'll just do it. And then yeah. husband or boyfriend walks up, and he's helping, and it's just too many hands in the bottom line, is, she just wants to get it done so she can sit yeah, back yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, come on, and, guys.
5: This is, this, is, this is obvious to me. This is the struggle to find your identity in this new sort of world that's been created with this baby. Yeah. Everybody's looking at the baby. The baby can't say, okay, you're my mama, you're my auntie, and you're my daddy. Somebody you changed know? my diaper. Yeah, you do auntie <laughs> stuff. You do No, they're, try, they're young people trying to figure out, okay, what are our boundaries? Who does what? What's okay? What's not okay? And everybody doesn't know. And they, they're not good at even communicating about it and knowing what's right and what's wrong. You know, they've already made bad decisions.
4: Mm. Well, I, I think know. Jordan should have been nicer because she's going to be needing Jessica. <laughs> At least in that little part right there. She should have
0: been a little nicer. Jessica's going to come in handy. Trust me.
5: And, and yeah, I think
4: Jordan.
0: she is, but I think she was just unaware at the time. Like, I don't think it was even that intense or, like, whatever. I really think she was just trying to get it done and not thinking, to, like, I'm not thinking about oh, I heard your show feelings because I didn't let you right. change the diaper. Like, she was just doing her mom thing. And, oh, yeah,
5: yeah. That was more a situation where right. Jessica's trying to break into it and find out where she can be a part of the whole thing, and then, you yeah. know, and then Jordan... Whatever you know, her reaction is what it was, but uh, but yeah. Yeah. Once again, I
2: kind of thought Jessica was being a little dramatic there. I mean, I, I Jordan was saying, I mean, it's the first couple days. I need to learn how to do this on my own, and then I'll ask for your help. But I think Jessica was being a little dramatic, and I understand that she's going through a big transition as well. But I think that that was her bringing the focus back on her again when the focus needs to be on the newborn.
5: Yeah, I right, agree with that. Right, I this, agree with that.
2: Yes, on this.
5: Yes, I agree with that one hundred percent.
2: Yeah, so I want to get into news and gossip, our special segment in the previews. So is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we go to commercial break?
5: Oh, that's about it for me.
2: I think you got it. Perfect. So we'll be coming back with the news and gossip and our special segment that we were discussing earlier. I'm very excited to talk about. Mm-hmm.
1: Want to find out what the After Buzz is about? Genesis, is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. It's television
4: and they want it to be as dramatic as possible.
1: I mean it's Shakespearean. It. You
0: never know what goes on behind closed doors.
1: Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. I
4: mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the,
1: the, the wig! When the TV show is over, get your AfterBuzz on. AfterBuzz TV News.
2: Okay, so this is your AfterBuzz TV news and gossip for 16 and pregnant. Uh, it is April 20th. I'm going to talk about one of the girls that we'll be seeing later on in the season. Her name is Jennifer Del Rio. We saw her in the preview. Um, but she came face-to-face with cops Tuesday night after allegedly stalking her baby daddy in a cheat drain argument. Cops in Hillsborough County Florida responded to a battery call at the home of 19-year-old John Smith after he was allegedly attacked by the mother of his twin, 17-year-old Jennifer. Smith gave a statement to police explaining he was trying to break things off. She became irate. She punched him in the face, pulled on his shirt. He said he eventually pushed her away in self-defense. They took a report. No one was arrested. But Smith was arrested back in November for allegedly attacking her and was ordered to complete a domestic violence program. So that's someone... We're going to have to watch out for on the season. What do you think of that? Uh, oh, so this we, we have episode? another
4: Amber in our hands. Wait
5: a minute. <laughs> who called the cops? Who called the cops?
4: We won't know, Ed. We haven't watched the episode. That's what
5: matters is, is who called the cops. Can
4: you wait till we watch the episode? I can't. I want <laughs> to I wanna know now. Actually, she's got that much. I
5: don't much? even think this latest one is going to be on the episode.
2: The one in November probably is going to be, but this latest one just happened on Tuesday night. So uh, I don't
0: even think it's going to be filmed unless she's already on Team Mom. Uh, uh, crazy shenanigans. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she's going to have to be someone to watch for. I think it's the new Leah and Corey. But, but um, it says no to one Now we talk wants to about another Leah. Teen Mom 2 star Leah Messer is on the move on Tuesday, five days after the 18-year-old filed for divorce from Corey Sims. She was her husband of six months. We just saw them got married. We just saw the wedding a couple weeks ago on Teen Mom, and now they're divorced. She took her twins, uh, who are both 16 months, to the Charleston, West Virginia airport to accompany her best friend mother, and she apparently showed few signs of distress. This is after violence and divorce, so I kind of highly
4: doubt that. oh those were wasted tears. I cried during their wedding. And you did? I Are you kidding? I did. I cried. I was so into this episode. I mean, I paused it. I didn't want to miss anything of the wedding. I cried. He was so in love with her. He cried when he saw her. It was so Beautiful. I mean, aside from all the choices, the the dress and all that, I was like, ew. But but I was like, okay, focus, focus on the moment, and I cried.
2: You Mm -hmm. had to know. know, I was sad too. I didn't cry, but I was (laughs) sad to see that that it broke up because I just thought. The Celebrity Us magazine with the cover of, of her, dress, her and him right, getting married and all the right, wedding photos. Right. And like then a week later, I find out that that they're divorced. And I thought they were one couple who's going to make it. And I just hate seeing every single couple on this show fail. And I thought right. they were one that were going to make it.
4: Well, maybe the ex boyfriend came back.
0: That's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm just negative. Right, I think right. Gonna work. The
4: one that she left him uh, during the, sh- the episode for. So maybe I he came back.
0: <laughs> yeah, Aww. I thought it was doomed from jump. So. Mm.
2: so this brings me right into our special segment because I was talking about how I myself picked up an Us magazine with Leah on the cover. And that's not the first time I have gotten celebrity magazines with the Teen Moms on the cover or at least in the magazines. So our special segment tonight I wanna to ask you guys, does sixteen and Pregnant, does it educate people or does it glamorize teen pregnancy too much?
5: Mm. Okay, I think that's a great question. Uh, <clears throat> the first point I wanna make is that I'm seeing here that we have the information we have about what that they get paid and I've watched lots of you know, lots of reality shows and I've never seen that. And so that makes, that's the difference not right there. We're talking about that yet. We're just talking about but, what, well, Okay, well, th- to me, that's the thing. Like, if the teens out there watching it, if they don't know that, then absolutely it's a public service announcement. There is no glamorization here at all. But if they know that, oh my God, they're, they get paid it's like they get paid a lot of money so i'm
2: sorry yeah. so you think sixteen? they get paid five thousand dollars per episode which is sixty five thousand dollars
5: a year right right and to to a to a teen that is Wait, a heck so of a lot think of money
4: teens are out there going okay i'm 16 let me go get pregnant so i can get on the show
5: if you tell a teen yo you can get five thousand dollars per show they think that's a million <sighs> Okay. No, but
2: I mean, you- I don't even think it's the money. I think if you tell a team, you can land on the cover of Us Magazine and be on MTV and have your life filmed and get famous. Then that's glamorizing it.
5: Well, agreed, agreed. But do we even see? We don't see these teen moms like doing red carpet shows and uh, stuff no, like we that. Do, after we do, we do. Oh well, if the kids see that, then then there's a bit they of. They've gotten famous. There. They're
2: on a right. cover of magazines. They're on E! News. They, I think they've been to some of at least the MTV Awards. Right? They, yeah.
5: But do yes. people realize that that translates into money? I mean, or really, you think that it's just being on the magazine that's enough? For them, for it to be glamorization?
4: I don't know. And you just said you think that is enough.
5: No, no, no. I, I'm saying the money. I'm saying the money is what's enough. But Mari saying I that. I think you know,
2: that yeah. for the girls who are <laughs> who are likely to get pregnant anyways, who like maybe don't uh, uh, do not know safe strategies, or they're not in the best situations. They look at these girls. They're on MTV. They're famous, and they think, hey. Well, that's the layout, and I think that it is a good public service announcement, but only for girls who are willing to listen to the message in the first place. Wow. Huh.
5: What do you, what do we think that it takes? What what type of girl? What, you know, what personality or what does it take for someone to hear the really valuable lesson that's happening here on this TV show instead of? the glamorization that you're talking about. I mean, what, what makes the difference?
2: I think the girls shouldn't get that much attention outside of MTV. I do think MTV does a good job, and MTV claims they're the best public service announcement for preventing teen pregnancy because of the gritty, un- unvarnished look they provide at the reality of teen pregnancy. And I will say, showing the labor, showing the weeks after with them being up constantly and the crying, I think that they do a good job. But anything outside of the MTV show... I think it loses that message.
5: Wow. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. Courtney, is about a, nice. I just think it's a rock and a hard place because I
0: think it gives, like, the complete realistic, like, horrible part about having a kid, but they're still going to end up on the magazines, and no one has control over that except right. the consumers, actually, of the magazines. Right. And the people that are publishing it.
4: Right, so I, I agree with there
0: you. There has honey. to be an effort on everybody's part. Like MTV's trying to do their part, but it's not just MTV's part. And if the other side of it is not going to pitch in like, and say we're not going to follow these girls' every life detail and put it on the cover of a magazine for everybody to see all the time, then it's not going to matter one way or the other. Oh. And I don't think MTV gives enough information about what these girls were at. Like in the case of the girl in the birth control... Like, I feel like that was kind of tossed in, but we didn't get enough information about that. And right. I feel like girls that are like, oh, well, I do this method or I pu- let him pull out and I do that. Like, I don't think they address that kind of thing enough.
5: You know, You know what I yes, think
0: the baby is a lesson. But what were these girls actually doing before all of this happened?
5: No, no. Good point. And that makes me think, and, and Phil will appreciate this, I think. That if the people that are sort of uh, editing the show and producing it right before it goes out, if they were able to hear the After Buzz show and we're actually asking these questions, they might think, oh, yeah, we should have used the opportunity to get more information, more detail about, say, the, the, the amount of time it takes for the pill to work, what her decisions, their thought process was. Good point, Courtney. I think that uh, what we're doing now is actually valuable for, well, for the MTV producers <laughs> to be able to make a show I- that's more, con- more, more socially conscious.
2: Yeah, I mean, the fact that we're not even teens and there's three of us adult women and, like, I wasn't even sure about how long it takes for birth control to kick in the right. name To to talk about that on the show. Right. I agree. Right,
5: right. But they may not have thought about that. They may not have realized that, you know, that's valuable information that people are going to ask about and, and, and they omitted it. So...
4: Uh, yeah, I agree. But I also and think, I think when the reality is that most of them aren't actually using anything. Right, that's what I was going to say. I think like when they're 16, I don't think as parents, we even want to think about, oh, let's take you to the doctors and get you on birth control. We're you hoping our teens are not having sex period. You know, what? maybe
5: she wasn't. Maybe she said that because she was going on MTV with it.
0: <sighs> maybe,
2: but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Either I way, just that think and also yeah, and I think MTV also gives them a little too much press and fame. I mean, the girls from the First 16 and Pregnant and Teen Mom, they have thousands of Twitter followers, and I tweeted at uh, Farrah, Farrah from the first season to see if she can come on AfterBuzz, and she tweeted back at me, but she tweeted back and said, please contact MTV Press. Like, Ugh. when you are that much of a celebrity that, like, MTV Press handles, handles you, then it's it's too much fame. It's too much glamorization. Wow. Well, in the
0: end, it's not a public service announcement because it's still a business. So the bottom line is, for all the good intentions that MTV might have, their real intention is that they're making money off of this.
5: Wow. Good point. Yeah.
0: So right. it's kind of, that's why, I mean, I feel like as much as we would like this to be like, oh, well, it's not, you know, it's showing the rough side of, like, having a kid and all of this. And that's great. And that's positive. But in the end, it's still about a dime, and we can't look to this to be anything legit, legitimately, like fully legitimately, trying to help our kids do anything. We can hope that they take a piece of information from it. and maybe do something a little different. But I think to expect that this should be some major sex education thing is a joke.
4: And and if anything, you know, 16-year-olds at that age think it's forever and always. They get to see, oh, no, your boyfriend doesn't stay with you forever and always if you have a baby. So you might want to think about if that's the one thing they care about. Just focus, girls. Your boyfriend does not stay with you forever and always after having a baby at 16.
0: Uh-oh. Yeah, and for me, if anything, if if MTV wanted to, like, really hop on this, oh, we're trying to do something good with this, yeah. instead of making them, like, go to the MTV Awards and stuff like that, and they want to pay them, why don't they actually pay them to go do education somewhere?
5: Do we know if they do or not? No.
2: I, as far as I know, they don't. No.
5: Okay, well, I think because they should do they that, did, too. if they did,
2: they'd probably get pressed for that. You know what? I, think I mean, mean, well,
0: that's be But get it. because we're doing... I'd rather you get pressed for doing community service work and that's what you're getting paid for after I've seen your documentary than if you're just getting paid just to be on the show, just to live your crazy life and beating up your boyfriend and getting in jail and, ooh, you're getting pressed because you got to jail and, like, all that kind of stuff. No, no,
5: no. Please understand, they would not get pressed for doing a community service one-hour speech at the local, you know, (laughs) homeless mom's, you know, whatever, department. They're not going to get the press for that.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that makes me feel better. And they shouldn't be getting press. It's not press. They're not, not the press. celebrities. They got pregnant at 16 years old, and and they're not celebrities. They're, they're, they have something that they can show other people and educate them, and they're of value in teaching others, but they, they shouldn't be getting the press. So, so, Courtney, I think that's a great idea. Yes. I think that they should be doing speaking tours and things like that. Well,
5: you know what? Isabel brought up a good point on the way over here. She said... <laughs> Why do they always get girls from these small towns in middle America, you know, and because like what, you know, and I said, yeah, because there's lots and lots of pregnant teens and 16 year olds in Los Angeles, you know, millions of them or whatever the number is. And, you know, to Courtney's point, she's right. It's a business. And the reason why is because you don't get, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to offend anybody, but you don't get, you know, toothless grandmothers, (laughs) you know, being the mom to, and this one has teeth, but, you know, you don't get that. Uh, when you get somebody from L.A., you know, they probably they might have a nice job and they might have this. But you go to middle America, man, and you get a pregnant 16 year old twin and, you know, you got the grandma doing it, being a single mom. And that's more interesting. It's more fascinating on TV. MTV did a good job to find something that we would like want to look at. It's yeah. different. <laughs> It's a business.
2: Well, I think you guys have some great opinions, and I'm excited to break down the shows with you every episode this season. So let's preview. Um, we got a little sneak peek of the season. So what do you what do you guys think is going to happen this season?
5: Predictions.
0: Predictions. <laughs> I Predictions. predict that 16-year-olds will continue to have babies.
4: <laughs> and um, couples will end up breaking up. 16-year-old boyfriend girlfriends will end
2: up breaking up.
5: Yeah, wow well we're in season 3 and
2: i actually wrote down when i was watching the pre- with the preview and the sneak peek uh-huh. i wrote down arrest adoption <laughs> and anorexia cuz that's what i saw yeah. i saw jennifer del rio and the boyfriend that arrest that's going to be a lot we saw one teen was considering adoption so that should be interesting and then this is new one teen she said that she was anorexic when she was like 13 years old and then yeah. it was dealing with um not feeling good about the fact that she was gaining weight, and you know what? I think it's good to show that because that's yes. an issue some people really do deal with when
5: they yes. get pregnant. Wow, yes. my, my predictions are going to be more along the lines of uh, uh, Courtney's uh, reference to MTV being a business. We're in season three. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time we've seen twins, yeah? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so so I think what they're going to do is they're going to do they're going to try their best to make it very different and interesting. And, and we're going to see some different stuff, And even if they have to do that whole reality, you know, movie editing magic that they do to make it more interesting. I think that's going to well, that's what's going to happen to keep it alive.
2: Great. Well, I'm excited to be hosting the rest of the season with you. And uh, I want to give one last shout out to Maria Manunos and her new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Life. I picked it up last week. It came from Amazon. It's incredible. I love it. And it has some good tips.
3: And I also want to say that uh, um, we will be doing the royal wedding, April 29th, a live commentary, and uh, actually our own Courtney Stewart will be one of the hosts alongside Kathy. Yes, indeed. Yeah. We're gonna get her a gown and everything. They're gonna be. It's gonna be amazing. Um, but yes, she'll be alongside Lillian Garcia from the WWE. Um, for, she's a former d- a WWE announcer of ten years. Uh, one Tree Hill alum Kat Bayless, an Australian actor and star of Serial Buddies, Paul Ashton, a movie that Courtney had produced. Oh, yeah. Snap, 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 snap. 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 That's snaps. right. Snaps. <laughs> All right, Mari, take us out of here. Give us a shout out. Uh,
2: thank you so much. That was After Buzz TV 16 and Pregnant, Season 3, Episode 1 with Jordan. I'm Mari Fagel. Thanks so much.